another type of pollution that harms the environment and living beings in a big way is noise pollution. Now you're all here for one reason. To rock! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Noise Pollution. What a way to kick off what we're calling Season 2 than with one of the biggest names in heavy metal music, none other than Max Cavalera. Yes, he of Sepultura, Nailbomb, Soulfly, Killer Be Killed, Cavalera Conspiracy, and now his new band, Go Ahead and Die. You'll have to forgive me if I started off a bit shaky in this one because I am a long-time, huge Max Cavalera fan, so I was pretty nervous to speak to the man, to be honest, but uh, I got over that pretty quick and we had a good chat, and I want to share that with you now, so enjoy. Uh, How you doing, my brother? Good to talk to you. Oh, really good. Yeah, really good to be talking to you as well. So um, we're going to be talking about your latest project, Go Ahead and Die. I just want to um, to ask straight away what it's like to be working with your son. Uh, man, it's amazing, you know. It's like a, uh, like a dream come true, you know. Like really, it was one of those things that uh, you don't you don't imagine when when they when they first were born but you were hoping for one day get you get your jam with them and and uh, actually create create the music with them it's quite amazing and everything happened because pretty much because of the pandemic you know it was like i was losing my mind at home with nothing to do and um, I, you know, I, I always had a connection with Igor with, through the metal world. Uh, we like a lot of the same music, a lot of the same bands. So I just got my shit together, grabbed my guitar, and went up in a mountain house that we have in the desert and started jamming with him and started writing riffs with him. And the stuff just came out so killer that um, we couldn't help it. But it was it was destined to be a record, you know. Even it did not start it as a record, very, very fast turning to a, a serious album that we really love everything about it. Um, it's got this grunt sound that I really like, really raw sounding um, combination of ep- epic rec- bands like Celtic Frost and Discharge with political lyrics of right now. Um, so it was, yeah, it was kind of like, it saved my mental state. <laughs> yeah, for my, sure. My, my sanity was saved because of Go Ahead and I, I have to say. Yeah. So, obviously, you've had a long and storied career, and there's probably a lot that the the younger boys can learn from you, but is there, does it go two ways? Did you pick up any anything new from the, the youthful energy, so to speak? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. To, to the library of metal, you know, he knows a lot of bands. In fact, in some ways, he kind of knows more than me. Uh, it's amazing to talk to him. He knows like the band, the you know the 
the third song on side B of that band, of, you know, and I'll be like, no way, I don't even know what that, what that is, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and he showed me a lot of cool bands like, uh, you know, Nails, Full of Hell, Genocide Pact. He's friends with all these guys, so it's a new generation of bands coming up now here in the States that he's all friends with them. And... Um, um, you know, even Conan in, in the UK, and, you know, um, it's cool. It kind of keeps me modern with the, with the what's going on right now in metal, but recording with him, jamming with him, it was really cool to me because he reminded me of a young Max, you know, very hungry, very prof uh, professional, really one knows what he wants, won't settle for anything else will not compromise, kind of hard-headed, exactly how I wanted him to be. And he was very involved in this record, very involved. I think more involved than me. So this is more of, of his baby than mine, you know. This is more like his, his, more his record than mine. He played all the bass on it, a lot of the guitars, and uh, did all the lyrics to, with me. So... Um, it was a, was definitely a, a father and son project, like for the eight. For sure. Now, this is something that I'm curious about because I actually work with my father as well, and from time to time we we sort of have cl uh, clashes. You know what I mean? So, was there ever any times during the studio where you and Igor maybe had a, a bit of a clash, a disagreement over the direction or something like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean. In fact, I kept trying to make get more people involved in the band, and he uh, he kind of was kind of against that. And I, I I think now looking at his side, he wanted really wanted to, to be something that that is more of my me and his thing more than a super death metal group. I was I was thinking more in those terms. Let's make a super group of death metal guys. Let's get all these death metal guys. Um, and he was really more into that's just to be cool if it's just me and you with one more guy. Um, so he won on that. And also it was cool, like he was kind of like the lyric police. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll make a line and I hate writing lyrics. I never like it, you know. Um, and he'd be like, no, too cheesy. No, you, no, you said that a thousand times already. You don't <laughs> need to hear you say that one more time. You know, so it was kind of... It was kind of fun to hear, you know, he's really young, but very bright, and he writes really good lyrics, and he would tell me, this sucks, this needs work, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but on the other hand, everything else we did, we really uh, agree on it, and it was really cool. And uh, from the artwork, to the band name, to the logo, those things, we all did it together, and we didn't really butt heads that much, but... Uh, Definitely cool. It's a, definitely like a like a fun uh, a fun project to have. You know, it was really exciting from from beginning to, to all the recording. The recording was really exciting, um, and the sound of it. I think it sounds great because it's it's not polished. It's not perfect. It actually sounds a little bit fucked up on purpose, and I like that. I like that he has. Human, there's a human touch of defect on it that feels very real to me. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually think it sounds fantastic. It does have a bit of a raw vibe to it, but 
that sort of suits the the angry nature of the the lyrics and the the you know the caveman riffs as you you've stated that the album's full of caveman riffs so i think it, it yeah, works it, it is it is uh, we, we call it caveman metal you know i i, I i've been joking call it grunt metal yeah but it's uh the cool thing about that it is because of that because i mean you don't need to be a virtuoso to play this kind of stuff you know uh you don't need to be like Eddie Van halen to to, to, to play these riffs um, it's, it's almost like it's as exciting as punk rock when punk rock came in the scene. What made people excited about punk rock was that almost everybody could do it. You, you know, you, you learn three three chords, and um, you know they say three chords and the truth, and and you're there. You know, um, this has the same kind of vibe. It's like we're not trying to impress anybody. We're not trying to be virtuosos. Uh, it's actually the opposite. We are glorifying cavemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, long live cave, the caveman metal, which is like primitive raw metal, but it's got a lot of uh, energy and a lot of fire, man, you know, which is cool. It's like, it's not technical, but it's exciting as hell because of that primitive feeling that has. And, and that's for me, it takes me back to the first time I heard Hellhammer or the first time I heard Discharge. It's like a revelation. It's like, what is this? This is amazing, you know? Or first time I heard Napalm Death. Yeah. That kind of feeling is what I get from this Go Ahead and Die record. It's the first time we heard those kind of bands. And uh, I hope it feels people feel the same when they hear this. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about the um, lyrical content. I mean, it's clearly reflecting the times that we live in with COVID and there's themes of police brutality and all that sort of stuff. How do, how do you come up with your the lyrics? Well, we had all the music done, and so we just need to put words on it. And we wanted the words to match the aggression of the music. You know, So, so the music is very aggressive. And so, like a lot of it inspired by Discharge and Hardcore, and a lot of it inspired by Death Metal, Entombed, yeah. Celtic Frost. And so, we wanted the record to be more political, almost like protest. So, it's almost like uh, this is kind of like activist kind of music, you know, like protest music, you know. Um, and I, feel, and I think it's cool, and I, I don't know there's too many bands out there like that. I mean, I know that Rage Against the Machine kind of used to be kind of like that, um, and, and definitely comes from punk rock, having that kind of direct message. But uh, we just tackle everything that we don't like, everything that pisses us off, we turn into songs, police brutality, COVID, pedophiles, cults, kids in cages, um, even I, I loved the, the, the last track because it, it's such an unusual theme. We talk about the homeless. Nobody sings about the homeless people, you know, and we, we made a song about it in their point of view, in their eyes, how, how it must it feel for them <coughs> to be homeless and it's be like desperation, feeling like you fail, you know, feeling like you, you're, you're no good. And you're out in the street. You, you feel like you're just roadkill. Um, yeah, so really, 
heavy subjects, you know, to, to match the music. And, and that's what I like about the record. It, it does have a really unapologetic political agenda that we're, we're, we're not compromising. This is it. You either you like it or you don't agree, don't listen to it. We don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. This is what we think about these issues and we're gonna stick by it, you know? For sure. So you mentioned the the last track on the album. I was actually going to ask you about that one because that is it is the longest and probably the most epic of the album. It goes for over six minutes, I I think. So how does how does a long track like that come together when the rest of the tracks are sort of you know around the three and a half minute, really short, punchy kind of mark? Yeah, you know that's that's was was always going to be the, the last track you know, when we made the demo. That was the last track on the demo. And it just had that feeling of closure. It, it gave the album closure. Um, and it felt right that we started with Truckload Full of Bodies and ended with Roadkill. Um, and and it, it has an epic riff. Da, na, 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 na. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Almost like operatic a little bit. You know, very Celtic Frost, to Megatherian. Um, vibe to it and um, towards the end we just keep repeating that with a lot of feedback and screams and noises and I love what Arthur did with my vocals too on the chorus there's so much delay yeah <laughs> I think he went overboard but it was cool I was like I told him don't change it it's it's brilliant it's so cool um, people don't do that too much with my voice a lot of my producers they, they tend to just keep my voice, just keep it very simple, and 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 they don't do anything with it. That when you get somebody that likes to experiment, like like Arthur, he put a bunch of reverb and delays. I love it because it reminds me of that era. Like if you listen to to, to Max Cavalera in Morbid Visions, there's these delays and all this crazy caveman growls you know and uh, and i'm glad that we're, we're doing them again i wanted to do a little bit more actually but i think they put the brakes on me they told me there was enough but uh, <laughs> i like the vibe i like the vibe of the record it does you know has that kind of max possessed quality to it for sure so you did mention that this project sort of came together more or less accidentally does it is there a future are you going to tour this album when you can and will there be a second album i hope so man i love to make another record i think we can build up on this make something even better get more more people involved um you know um also touring whenever touring starts again it will be cool to, to tour with somebody else also like you know, get one of the bigger tours, you know, maybe like a Napalm Death Tour or, yep. or uh, um, you know, Carcass or Possessed or one of those great metal bands. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're very happy with the record. Also, the, you know, Jeff from, from Carcass uh, designed the logo for us. Yeah, yeah. That was another cool thing that came to happen that we didn't know about it. Uh, he just did that on his own, and uh, he's a great artist. You know, he, he designed the Earache record. He designed the Scum album cover, um, and, and he designed the, the, the Go Ahead and, and that logo for us. So we're very, 
very pleased, very, very happy that he did that for us. Um, so, so yeah, we definitely love to tour and continue make more more records with this in the future. Absolutely. So, I'm curious, has have you received any backlash at all? Like, you know, from in the times that we live in, there's always people that have got to try to bring everybody else down and. Has anybody sort of come along with the statement of, oh, you know, Max is just trying to use his name to launch his son's career and things like that? Of course, there's always will be shit talking. Yeah, know? yeah. But it, that's part of, just part of the... Uh, in fact, I think when you hear that, it, it means you're doing something right, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and generally, the people that yeah. make those kinds of statements are the ones that haven't even listened to the music, so... Yeah, yeah, you know, it's really, you know, like, to me, it's a dream come true, and, and I'm blessed to be able to do that with my son. I mean, if I had, I had the opportunity and the means, why not? You know, it's like, um, it's not that I'm trying to launch his career. He's going to do it no matter what. Yeah. Even if I don't do a record with him, he already has a band. He's already doing what he loves. I just wanted to share that with him, with me, you know, well, as I get older. And so I made a record. And so you, you, you cannot listen to, to those guys, you know. You have to ignore those those bastards. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I've been, I've been a fan of yours for a long, long time. So I've been following your Max Tracks videos. And I think the one that you've just recently done with Igor is probably one of the best ones that I've seen because you get to actually visually see that father and son bond and things like that too. So yeah, I think it's awesome. What, what, what was that? The, your Max Tracks videos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching them all and the, the, I think it's the most recent one you did where you and Igor actually ran through um truckload full of bodies that's probably my favorite one because yes. you get to actually see the father-son bond and connection visually through that video. Yeah, we actually did uh, two of those, uh, two or three of those, and we're going to put some more out uh, you know, after the album comes out in June because we don't want people to hear the songs yet. Yeah, yeah. But, but that one was cool. It, 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 was my, it was my first guest on Extra. I, I, I have plans to have more guests. I'm hoping I get um, Danny from Northside Kings. Um, he's the guy that should punch Danzig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he, he's a he's a friend of mine, and he he sings in a song, the feature. And once I start touring, I'll go, I'll get to see a lot of people and a lot of musicians I record with. Hopefully, I'll get them to be guests also on Max Tracks because I'm gonna continue make them from the from when I'm touring. Awesome. But Max Tracks is a lot of fun, man. It's really cool. It's really punk rock. Sitting down in my couch playing riffs for the fans for free. Um, I don't want any money from it. It's it's like something I did for the pandemic for the fans that were at home with nothing to do. So I give them something to, to watch. Sure. And tell the stories about the songs. And um, it's it's becoming kind of a job, you know, like the Max Tracks is a real job. I get to prepare for the tracks two, three days in advance. Uh, I just did Head Up, which is the song I did with the Deftones the other day. And that was really cool to go back to that song and relearn it again. Um, so yeah, I love Max Tracks. I think it's a cool, 
um, it never had the, the, the was never meant to be a big YouTube professional thing. Yeah. And I'm glad that didn't turn into that because it's not really what I'm where I'm going for it. You know, it's those songs were recorded in a in a in a in a way that you see it when I do the max tracks. It's very similar to how I record songs for all the records. It's nothing fancy. It's me on a in a living room and a table with old pedals, old four tracks. I don't uh, really use any new equipment. So people get to get a peek of how I write songs, and we just do it in a very punk rock way. So it's very almost like if you had a friend over and you want to show him some riffs. That's the idea. Yeah. Um, so um, I like the format. I like because of that. We could have turned into this big YouTube production, and yeah, it would have been cool. Um, probably more people would have watched it, but. I don't don't really think it's necessary. I like the way we do it. It's, <laughs> it's more punk rock, and uh, yeah. I feel it's more appropriate for the for the songs. And people like it. I think a lot of people seem to really like it. Um, they watch it a lot, and they they just love the whole idea. You know, so it's um, it's it's fun. Absolutely. So we're nearly out of time, but I. I... I've got to get a quick update on where we're at with Soulfly and Cavalera Conspiracy. Yes, yeah, so Cavalera, um, we are we were supposed to tour last year for Believe the Remains and Arise in America, yeah. and that got postponed. So I think we're going to try to do that now, uh, maybe sometime before the end of the year. Um, and maybe do some recording with, with Cavalera, maybe a EP or something, you know. Um, so Fly, we just finished our record uh, with Arthur, Arthur Risk. Um, this time he's a passionate producer, and it's so cool because he's such a, a genius of the underground metal that having him produce such a big band like Soulfly was very unique. It was a unique match. Um, so it was very different than what we used to, you know, we used to like producers like, um, Josh Wilbur and Matt Hyde that have done big things like Lamb of God and yeah. stuff like that. But, but Arthur comes with the complete opposite mentality of just good metal, you know, um, and with a big knowledge of the underground. So the Sofa record came out, it's very metal. It's, yeah. it's one of the most metal things I've done in my whole life. So awesome. I think people are going to like it, you know, because it's got, it's, I'm not trying to do anything but play metal. And uh, it's what it's going to sound like. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much. I won't take up any more of your time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I hope to see you in Australia sometime soon if COVID allows. Take care, man. Nice talking to you. You too. Thank you very much. There you have it. That was my chat with Max Cavalera. Be sure to check out the Go Ahead and Die album when it comes out later this month. It is fantastic. If you love heavy, heavy, relentless music, you're going to really dig this one. Uh, Like I said, I don't know if it came across, probably did, but I was pretty nervous. I was a uh, 
I remember being a 15-year-old with a huge Max Cavalera poster up on my bedroom wall. And uh, when I first saw him play live with uh, Soulfly at the 1999 Big Day Out, I became an even bigger fan and have been ever since to this day. Um, I've seen Soulfly multiple times. I've seen Cavalera Conspiracy. I was there at Soundwave when Killer Be Killed did their first ever show. And if Go Ahead and Die happened to tour Australia, I'll be there too because, yeah, I'm just a, a super fan of Max. But anyway, that's all for this episode. Join us next week when I have another huge guest from the metal world. It's none other than Dino Cazares from Fear Factory. So... Stay tuned for that.